Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Well, hello there, and you join us here today to do something that's probably never been done before. We are going to list the top 100 watches in the world. If you like these conversational videos, you can check out more every Tuesday and Thursday. And if you like the traditional reviews, they're every Friday and Sunday. Tom, we've got 100 watches to get through. And we don't have much time to do it. My dinner is in the oven. Let's get started. Number 100. Okay, kicking off at 100. It is everyone's favourite. It has been corrupt, disrupting the industry since it burst onto the scene with its radical design. It's the Hublot Big Bang. Uh, number 99, Tom. Uh, a watch that says, well, if you want all of the icons in one watch, just buy one watch. It's the H. Moser Swiss Icons. At 98, it is a watch that encapsulates that most magical of times in Japan, baseball season. No, I mean, the falling of the cherry spring blossoms. This is the Grand Seiko Shunbun. In at 97, if you like them cheap, cheerful and Chinese, it is the Seagull 1963, a bargain hand-wound chronograph from the Chinese manufacturer Seagull. At 96, this is the perfect watch for impeccable timekeeping based on the classic Swiss railway station watch. This is the mundane classic. You'll never be late again, just like the Swiss trains. For number 95, if you're looking for a watch that you won't be able to find because it is the smallest watch in the world, it is the Calibre 101 packing JLC Calibre 101 points for imagination. At number 94, it's the most complicated wristwatch ever made with 36 complications. Only good enough to get you at number 94 though, Frank Muller, the Eternitas Mega. At number 93, if it's good enough for Paul McCartney, it's good enough for me. It is the Patek Philippe Aquanaut, the better but slightly less popular version of the Nautilus. At number 92, it's the most sparkliest watch ever around, with the rarest of yellow diamonds encrusted every which way up the wazoo. It's the Jacob & Co Billionaire. At number 91, it's the watch that came, and then it went. And now it's back again. It's IWC's entry into the Gerald Genta collection, the Ingenieur. At number 90, it's the Salvador Dali Fever Dream wristwatch that is the Cartier Crash. It got bent in an accident, apparently. And that's why it looks like that. Are you talking about the watch still? <laughs> yeah, good. At number 89, it is the madness that started it all off for Max Booser. It is the MBNF HM1. These days doesn't look quite so mad, but back then, whoo, boy, howdy, did it look crazy. At number 88, like a mythological monster, it's part snake, part salmon. 
with its serpentine strap and smoky dial, it's the HMOSA Streamliner. At number 87, Tom, it is Rolex's first entry into quartz watchmaking, the Datejust 5100, also known as the Texan because of its splendorous gold physique. At number 86, it's my first luxury Swiss watch, the Tag Heuer Formula One. At 85, it's a watch that you've never heard of, but you should have done, because it is magnificent. It is the Corum Golden Bridge, with its floaty-floaty movement dangling right in the centre, like the thing down the back of your throat. No one would ever want a watch called Blue Balls, but at number 84, you might want the Cartier Ballon Blue. Ooh, fancy. It's a pebble-shaped watch, and Kate Middleton wears one. Luxuriant. At number 83, you might be a pilot, you're probably not, but you still will want to wear the ultimate pilot's watch. This is the Breitling Aerospace, combining all of your favourite things, analogue, digital, and the inability to set it without using a manual. At number 82, this is a watch with a time display almost as big as the clock inside the Opera House in Dresden, upon which it was inspired. Don't get caught checking the time though, as you'll get in trouble with the manager and thrown out and you won't see the rest of the performance. It's the Arlangen Zone of Zeitwerk, as the story goes. Number 81, it is the thinnest watch in the world. It is the second thinnest watch in the world, the Bulgari Octo Finissimo Ultra. They didn't split the atom, but they split the crown into two to make it just 1.8 millimeters thick. At 80, it's everyone's favourite watch designer, Gerald Genta, and a watch that mocks the luxuriance of Swiss watchmaking, anthropomorphic rodent Mickey Mouse with his flailing arms that tell the time. It's the Gerald Genta Mickey Mouse watch. At number 79, if you like your watches like you like your cave-dwelling fishes, this is the Breguet Tradition 7047, and you can see all of that juicy watchmaking right there up front. Fusion chain, tourbillon, all of that. Get it in a Breguet Tradition 7047. New in at 78, it's the famous watermelon, funky, fresh, fun, 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 studio underdog watermelon. For number 77, things are going to get juicy because this is the HYT, the liquid-powered time-telling device. If you like your watches with added squirt, it's the HYT. At 76, things are going to get a bit whimsical and magical and a bit like a fairy tale because this watch, you tell the time by counting the number of open flowers. It's the beautiful Van Cleffen Arpels Hers Hers Florals. Fla flower hours. Bless you. At number 75, only at number 75, is the watch that went to the moon, a chronograph. Yes, it's not the Speedmaster. It is the Belova Lunar Pilot, the other moon watch. Another new in at 74, turning affordable complication perceptions on their head. This is the cheapest striking hour complication watch ever around, the Christopher Ward Belcanto. In at number 73, it needs no introduction. It probably should be higher. Um, we'll call that a flaw in the judging. This is the Ball Engineer 2 Magneto S. Oh, that's chuffing marvellous. At number 72, it's another pebble-shaped buddy, um, this time with a very clean, Germanic, simplistic style. It's the Jungen's Max Bill. Pop it in your mouth for instant gratification. At number 71, it's another Tag Heuer. The name was so good, they also named a car after it. It is the Carrera. At number 70, this is the cheapest watch that F.P. Jean makes, and nobody wanted it. And now everybody wants it because it's the cheapest watch that F.P. Jean makes, and now you can't get hold of it, and that makes it brilliant. The F.P. Jean Chronometer Bleu. At number 69, it's the watch everyone wishes Roger Dubuis would make. It is the original The Homage Chronograph, made by the man himself. 
At number 68, it's a watch that made mechanical watches even cheaper by making them in a highly mechanised, some might say robotic manner. It's the Swatch System 51. At number 67, it is the first watch worn in space by cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin. It is the Stamansky. And being tagged in by the Stamansky at number 66, it's the Pobeda, the first watch worn in space as well, but this time by a dog. True facts. Also worn in space at number 65, and even repaired in space by astronaut Don Pettit, it is the Omega Speedmaster X33 analog digital watch. It's got all the buttons, it's got all the screens, it does all the things. At number 64, it's another watch that went into space, but the other way, like down. This went the deepest a watch has ever been, the Omega Ultra Deep. The hands are made from James Cameron's crystallised tears. At number 63, it's not quite as deep, but it's deep enough for Longines. It is the watch that brought vintage chic back again, the Longines Legend Diver. Careful of those long, long lugs. At number 62, this is what happens when you take a Richard Mille, cover it in glue and throw it through a Claire's Accessories. It's the Richard Mille RM88 Smiley. Pharrell's got one and it wasn't for a dare. At number 61, if you've been looking to tell the time from the sky, the moon and the tourbillon, this is the Patek Philippe Sky Moon Tourbillon and it's not just expensive, it's really expensive. At number 60, it's an eccentric looking watch that was featured in the Men in Black film and worn by Elvis, separate occasions. It's the Hamilton Ventura. At number 59, it's the inkling of an idea that set Max Booser off on a crazy adventure, the Harry Winston Opus 1, the first in a lineup of watches that took watchmaking, screwed it up in a ball and made something else entirely different. At number 58, it's a watch that Panerai was inspired to make when he first laid eyed on a cast iron cushion. It's the Panerai Radiomir. At number 57, it's a watch that Galaxy Quest fans will like because it's been turned inside out. It is the Glassutter original Panamatic Inverse. The front looks like the back. That's how I like them. At number 56 is a watch that's going to keep you guessing. You don't know where that hour hand's going to go next. It's the Frank Muller Crazy Hours. Inspiring generations of wannabe flex life youngsters, it was the first watch to start the Richard Mille train going. It is the RM001 at 55. At number 54, it's what you need to wear if your hot air balloon falls in the ocean or you fall off a pier on your stag do and you need instant rescue unscrew the crown and the coast guard will come a run in it's the breitling emergency at number 53 it's the watch we all thought was made of plastic but everyone wanted one anyway the chanel j12 at number 52 it's a watch that kick-started the scratch resistant craze of the 60s it was the first ceramic watch the rado diastar don't drop it at number 51, it's a watch for people who dream big of big watches. It is the Jacob & Co. Astronomia, filled with the thoughts of a wise, wise wizard. Aren't they all? At number 50, a watch that comes from the days when digital was an expensive luxury. It's the Hamilton Pulsar. They're cheap now, but Hamilton still sells it and it's still expensive. At number 49, it's the watch that gives you power, range and extra. It is the Tissot PRX, everyone's favourite watch, especially if you're a YouTuber. At number 48, why have cotton when you can have silk? This is liquid gold for your wrist. The integrated beauty that is the Vacheron Constantin 222. 
At number 47, it's the dive watch that gets no love. Worn by the great diving expert whose name I've forgotten, Jacques Cousteau, it is the Doxa Sub 300T. At number 46, it's pure elegance and refinery that most resembles a machine of war. The uncanny resemblance to a tank, the Cartier tank. At number 45, we want to boo and hiss, but we have to acknowledge that it is up there. This is the watch that sold the most watches. It's the watch that is the most watch. It's the Apple Watch. Boo. At number 44, it's a watch that made famous the number 5318008. The favourite of pupils and teachers alike, the Casio Calculator Watch. In at number 43, is nobody's favourite watch, and yet everyone has one, and that's because it's pretty good. It's the Tudor Black Bay 58 edition. At number 42, from the house of mad watches, it's the least mad looking watch that they make. Still looks pretty mad though, it's the MB&F LM101. Speaking of mad watches, at number 41, it is the combination of all the things Orvirk do best, turning, rotating, snapping and pointing, the UR210. At number 40, speaking of mad watches still, it's the thinnest watch ever made that doesn't look anything like a watch. It's a Richard Mille RM UP01. Uh, Richard Mille. At number 39, it is the watch that you want to take alongside your towel when you go on an extraterrestrial adventure. This is the very, very expensive George Daniels Space Traveller Pocket Watch. At number 38, due to some sort of clerical error, it's the Nomos Tangente. It's clean, it's simple, it's fine. I think they call it Tangente. At number 37, it is the Vacheron Constantin Pocket Watch 57260. To celebrate 260 years of melting minds with complicated watches, this one has 57 complications and is the most complicated watch in the world. Ha! You think that's complicated? At number 36, this has got various faces of levels of complication that you won't know what's what. It'll make your head spin, just like the case. This is the Jaeger Lecoult Reverso Hybris Mechanica. In at number 35, using high-tech material, Frederick Constant harnessed the power of compliant mechanisms for its ultra-high-beat monolithic. At number 34, it's a glass domed pebble shaped beauty that harnesses the power of oil filledness to get impeccable clarity. It's the Ressence Type 3. For number 33, I don't know whether to wear it on my wrist or put it in my mouth. This is the crazy machinations of De Bethune, the Dream Watch 5, as featured in Flight of the Navigator. At number 32, it's Plastic Fantastic. Or maybe I should say bioceramic, queue up for ages and try to get one. It's the Swatch Times Omega Moon Swatch. What's that swinging sound? It's number 31 with the crazy, crazy, mysterious weight. It is the Cartier Mass Mysterious. Who knows how it works? I don't think even Cartier do. At number 30, it's skeletonized. It's got a constant force tourbillon and the strap is made from real samurai. It's the Grand Seiko Kodo. At number 29, never mind splitting the atom, Mr. Oppenheimer, because our Langenzona managed to split time three times. This is the triple split. At number 28, it's a watch that's inspired by when you spy on me with a drone during the working day. It's Mr. Jones, a perfectly useless afternoon. 
It's the watch built for the clumsiest of the clumsy. In at number 27, you can drop it off a building, but I hope you're not wearing it. It's the G-Shock DW5600. At number 26, a watch made from God's tears, as I'm led to believe from recent internet vernacular. It's the Casio F91W. At number 25, it got bullied in school, but it's grown up to be quite the sensation, with its centrally mounted rotating tourbillon movement craziness all in the hands, all in one go. It is a Ulysses Nardin freak. At number 24, it's a watch that featured the very first integrated chronograph movement, mere seconds after Seiko did it first. It's Zenith El Primero. At number 23, it's the world's first, most boring watch in the world. It's got a couple of hands, it has a round case, it doesn't have much else. It's the Patek Philippe Calatrava. At number 22, a watch that was made for people paranoid about losing their crowns. So they invented the crown guard and took it too far, some might say. It's the Panerai Luminor. In at number 21, the very ungermanically inefficient use of space, it is the Arlangenzona Langer 1. But despite being very ungermanic, it's actually incredibly beautiful. At number 20, it's the watch with the most perfectest dial, depicting that magical snowy mountain just outside Grand Seiko's workshop, uh, next to the car park there. It's the Grand Seiko Snowflake. In at number 19 is a watch that needs no introduction because you should probably already have one. If not seven, it's the Seiko 5. I'll take two. At number 18, I'll take another one of these as well. It's the Seiko SKX. For number 17, we're looking at the watch that constantly cries about how someone else stole its thunder. It is the first dive watch of the modern era, the Blancpain 50 Fathoms. At number 16, a watch that comes from an era when you could just go up and ask for a watch and they'd name it after you. This is the IWC Portuguese, named after a Portuguese guy who went to IWC and asked for a watch and they made him one and then named it after him. At number 15, the pilots weren't big, but the watch was huge. It is the quintessential pilot's watch, the IWC Big Pilot's Watch. At number 14, it's a watch that ingeniously solved that problem that we all face, cracking our watch crystal while we're playing polo. Thanks to its reversible case, playing polo's not a big problem anymore. It's the Gigi Le Coupe Reverso. At number 13, built to solve everyone's biggest problem, no, not playing polo, being able to tell the time while you fly your dirigible to the middle of Paris for a restaurant meal, this is the Cartier Santos, made for Alberto Santos Dumont, a rich lunatic. At number 12, with its iconic wings, it's everyone's favourite stainless steel maxi pad, it's the Patek Philippe Nautilus. At number 11, it's the pilot that taught Patek Philippe how to get its wings. It's the boxy octagonal based on a ship that was based on a tree that was based on a king. It's the Audemars Piguet Royal Oak. At number 10, it's hip to be square. So says Steve McQueen. This is the first ever square racing watch with a left-handed crown. It's the Tag Heuer Monaco. Before our number nine, pilots were just piling into each other in the sky and had no idea where they were going, lost every which way, but with the Breitling Navitimer, they could find their way. Thank you, Breitling. At number eight, it's more refined than champagne flutes and jazz flute. It's the fluted bezel of the Rolex Datejust. Built stronger than a brick watch house, in at number seven, it's the watch Omega thought they could beat Rolex with but didn't because they took too long, but it's still a really impressive watch and has a button. It's the Omega Seamaster Ploprof. At number six, it's the down da down da down da Diver 300. It's the watch made famous by Piers Brosnan's James Bond, the Omega Seamaster Diver 300. 
At number five, never mind all those other divers, because this diver dived the diviest at the right time and in the right place. It is Rolex's Sea Dweller. At number four is to watch for Pan Am pilots that need to know the time in two places. And with the colour stylings that made Pepsi famous, the Rolex GMT Master. It didn't go to the moon, but it was named after a racetrack in Florida. It is, of course, Rolex's very famous and incredibly hard to get and rather expensive Rolex Daytona. At number two, if you asked a kid to draw a watch, this is what he'd draw. And then you can carefully explain to him while he'll never be able to afford one. It's the Rolex Submariner. And in at number one, it's the watch that didn't go to the moon because the moon doesn't exist. It's just a drawing. It is the one and only the Omega Speedmaster Moonwatch. Phew. So there you have it, never to be repeated again for logistical reasons. It is the top 100 list of watches ever in the world, always. If you enjoyed this video, please do like and subscribe. And remember, Tom and I chat together Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you want to see just me doing the reviews, Fridays and Sundays. Thanks for watching. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L. L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.